This is KB Sane. Welcome to the Black Theater History Podcast, where we seek to celebrate the people, the plays, and the rich stories of the American theater's African-American history makers. I am here today with Greg Horton for the first ever live recording of the Black Theater History Podcast at the Brookstown Inn in Winston-Salem, North Carolina at the BTN Black Theater Network 31st Annual Conference. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Yes. I know many of the people in this room already know Mr. Horton, um, but Greg is a costume designer, a director, an educator, now administrator, past president of the Black Theater Network, current consultant to the executive board, um, a mentor, a dear friend, and this year's recipient of the National Black Theater Festival Award for Outstanding Achievement in Costume Design. Wow. That's the first time that it's really, um, really, really made sense. Like, like it's, it's really, real? like it's me. It is you. Yeah. I, You've done a lot of things and people are ready to celebrate you for it. it. I, you know, I, I did. I looked, you know, I looked back at my resume and I was thinking, oh my God, what did I do this? Yeah. Well, I think where I wanted to start was to ask how you came to costume design. Oh my God, that's a great story. Okay, do tell. So, okay, so when I graduated from high school and <clears throat> yeah, I was when I finished high school. Um, my, you know, you have those. What do those people call the people that uh, advise you? Counselors. Counselors. Yeah, those people. Well, the lady was. Um, she was a really sweet lady, but. She really didn't understand what I wanted to do. And, and when I was explaining it to her, she said, I said, well, I wanted, well, at first, you know, I wanted to be a designer. And that's what I wanted to do. And she said, um, I don't think you're going to make a lot of money doing that. So <laughs> you may want to think about something that um, is going to, you know, you'll be able to live and make money and, and do things. And I said, okay, well, what the, might that be? I mean, I've really made up in my mind this is what I want to do. So I thought about it for a week, and I went and looked at, you know, careers and other jobs and ask people and talk to folks. And I came up with that I was going to be a physical therapist. Mm. <laughs> and I went to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I went to UNC Chapel Hill. Now, if you've ever been to UNC Chapel Hill, it is overwhelming. It really is. It's a very, very large university. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, the first semester, I had chemistry, biochemistry, English, you know, all the general college stuff. But biochemistry. <laughs> chemistry was fine. Biochemistry was a whole other thing. So I didn't do well in biochemistry that first semester. The second semester, I, had to, I took it again, and uh, it still didn't make sense to me. But I was having a great time. Mind you, everything was going really nicely. So then I came back my sophomore year, and I figured it out. This is not going to work. I was doing fine in the clinicals, you know, at the hospital. And then a light bulb went on and said, you know, as I was going through that sophomore first, that first semester in the sophomore year, Greg, this is not you. This is you can't do this. So I, at that time, you, you know, when you know people in your city, I called. My first theater mom was Dr. Linda Carr Northlake. And I was, as a child, I acted on stage there. But I didn't want to go there to school because it was Mm -hmm. around the corner from my house. (laughs) I didn't want to do that. But I called the lady who was the registrar, not the registrar, but the um, admissions. 
And her name was Miss Nancy Rowland. And I said, Miss Rowland, and I knew her person. I said, Miss Rowland, um, I need to come home. And she said, baby, come home. What, 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 what's wrong? I said, well, no, I really need to come home and come to school at North Carolina Central. And she said, okay, all right, send your stuff in and we'll, you know, we'll work it out. I thought I was going to flunk out at Carolina that sophomore year. When my grades came, I had four C's and two B's. So I transferred back home, and I decided then that I was going to be so. But clothing and textiles and fashion design was in home economics. It's called now. It's called human sciences. But at that time, it was home economics. That was cooking, cleaning, and sewing. That's what people knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there were there were three other guys in the program with me, and it was about sixty five girls. Okay, so that worked. Okay, but that's still, I still was not in the right place. So I went over to theater and made theater a minor. Mm. The first week I was there, my history professor, and his name is Dr. Randolph Umberger, he said to me, he said, uh, he said, Greg, he said, you have some great skills, and I think I'd like for you to, because he was a costume designer and he also taught theater history. He said, I, I think I'd like for you to, you know, help me with the show. Only you've announced to me that. The show, he really wanted me to do the show, <laughs> okay? He gave, me, he gave me the money, told me, you know, do what I was going to. And I was like, well, but wait, wait now, wait. I, have, I don't know what, he, he said, you'll, you'll figure it out. You'll do a great job. And I said, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> so it was there where the it show? began, Andrew Khalees, The Lion. So I got actually the sewing training from my great aunt, who started me sewing when mm-hmm. I was probably about um, eight or nine years old. Mm-hmm. And then I got formal training at North Carolina Central in being able to put things together and, you know, doing the patterning and, you know, um, stitching. Mm-hmm. And um, where did you go from there? From there, so I ended up doing Andrew Please the Lion, and then I ended up doing all the shows after that. <laughs> Dr. Umber, I mean, he was—I mean, he was there for support, mm-hmm. but he just gave it to me, and I because I think he saw that spark in my eye, and, and then the next three years, I just—I did everything. That was the first time I did Dreamgirls. Mm. How many crazy. times have you done Dreamgirls now? Well, I've directed it four times and designed it four times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your first job in in theater proper? My first? Oh gosh! Wow. I went to graduate school at Michigan State. And who did you work with there that led to your career? Yeah. My, my mentor teacher was Gretel Geis. She was the resident costume designer there in that program. But the teacher that I really got a lot of, that I really liked the most, well, there were actually two, was Donna Arnick, who was a makeup artist, which I learned a lot from her. And then, of course... Kathy Irvin, yes. who is my, really my, my graduate school theater mom, mm-hmm. because my undergraduate school theater mom was Dr. Linda Curry Norfolk, and um, Kathy Irvin and I just hit it right off immediately. Um, at that time, I think it was probably for African American people in that program. Um, I was the only technical, and the others were performance, but she started this thing for me. That I t- well, that summer I took a class with her on Soyinka, and mm. she was pregnant that summer. 
And she told us in the very beginning, she said, the baby's not coming to the end of the class. I thought y'all even thinking. <laughs> I mean, she, we were reading, we read something, we read, we read, like, stuff. Was just so good. And she would always come in, and she would sit on the floor, and we would all sit on the floor with her, and she would teach this class. And sure enough, Renee was born the very next day. At the end, at the last day of class, she was born the next day. <laughs> but the reason um, you asked me about my first job, um, it was Black Theater Network. I knew nothing about Black Theater Network. It was also the first National Black Theater Festival. Okay. It was 1989, and she said she knew I was from North Carolina, and she said, "Well, I know you know that the National Black Theater Festival is." going to be in your state. It's just down the road from you. I, I've already clocked it. You know, it's only 75 miles. And I said, yeah. She said, well, you're going to be there, right? And I said, why should I be there? She said, because you're black. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be there. And I'm thinking, okay. I said, but does it cost money? And she said, oh, yeah, it costs money. And I said, okay, well, uh, all right, I'll work on it at I finished graduate school in 1990, and, uh, oh, I left one person out that I, that I met in graduate school, because this person was there doing their PhD work. That was Marvin Sims. Yeah. That's when I first met Marvin. His name Who was incredible. It was, we became really great, great friends, and it was uh, the start of a, a really great friendship. But anyway, so um, my first job. So I, I didn't know where I was going to... My actual first job was at Olivet College, small liberal arts college, about 40 miles outside of Lansing, East Lansing, which is where I went to school. I took that job because the year before, I'd done some moonlighting. <laughs> you're not supposed to do that when you're in graduate school. Mm -hmm. But they needed somebody to do a couple shows, and it was only 40 miles, so I drove and did the shows. My friend Luther Wells will tell you about how I could do shows in about a week. You know, I could <laughs> pull up with my sewing machine, all this stuff in the wheelchair. Um, so I went, I did the shows, and the kids really got attached to me, and I got attached to them. So they told their president, because this college, when I say it's small, it was only 1,500 students. But in the theater program, it was probably about 65 kids. Ooh. That's really big mm -hmm. for a school that small. Um, and so they told their, the president that he needed to hire me. And he did. <laughs> <laughs> he hired me, and... Um, so I had, but you had to live within a five-mile radius of the university. I was going to stay in East Lansing because this school was, and when I tell you, in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of nowhere. Cornfields all around it, you know. <laughs> so I looked for housing there. It was the first time I, you know, I, I, I had to look for housing. It was really the first time because every time before that, I lived in a dorm or, you know, I didn't, I didn't even live in an apartment because when I was in graduate school, at school, I stayed in graduate housing. And um, so I went to look for the apartment. The first time, somebody had beat me to the punch. The second time, somebody beat me to the punch. Mm -hmm. The third time, somebody beat me to the punch. I said, well, something's going on here. And I don't know what it is. I said, I wonder if it's what I look like. <laughs> I didn't get it. I mean, I really didn't, because that's not mm -hmm. something I had ever dealt with. Um, you know, yeah, when I went to school, we, we got bussed across the city and all that kind of stuff, but it was nothing like this. Right. And so by the fourth or fifth time, I figured it out. I said, oh, okay, it must be because I'm strange. This is, and when I drove my time, really, there was no one like me there. Mm. There wasn't, really. Mm -hmm. Unbeknownst to me, I was their first African-American 
to work at the school. Oh. <laughs> and I thought, what in the hell? <laughs> so I went to the president's office and I told him, I said, well, sir, I can't live five, within five mile radius because I've gone at least, you know, as far as 10 miles and nobody will rent me a, a, a place, a place mm-hmm. to live. He said, you're kidding me. I said, no, I'm not kidding you. I'm telling you. That's why I'm sitting in your office like that. <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I, I can't find a place to live. He said, well, i tell you what. He said, you know, he said, he said, Greg, we really need you here. We really need you here. And I said, what? Why? What are you that? Why? He said, and that's when he told me. He said, well, we're really trying to diversify the university. And the only other person, well, actually, there was one other person who worked there who was of color. And this man was like the assistant, um, uh, what is it, vice president of student affairs. Okay. Yeah. But he wasn't black. He was Hispanic, and that was good. That was close enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was good. Brown. So, um, <laughs> um, so um, he said, "I have, I have just moved out of the president's house because they built me a new house down the street." He said, "Now, why don't I offer that house to you? And how much do you want to pay in rent?" For the president. I said, first, I thought that was a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "What are you saying? What you just said?" He said, "I'm going to offer you the president's house." He said, you know, sometimes it gets a little noisy because it's across the street from the the uh, the, the guys, the uh, what fraternity. Is the fraternity. And I said, okay, I can handle that. I'm cool. I just go on the other side of the house. I, it's no picture. He said, I said, he said, so how much you want to pay rent? I said, how's two hundred dollars down for the president's house? Two hundred dollars. He said, okay, we'll, we'll write it up, and I'll have myself, and you get to, you know. He said, when you when, when you ready to move? I said, well, I was playing, I, my stuff is packed up, and I'm ready to move, you know, anytime. He said, you can move. He said, well, I, they just cleaned it, you know. And he said, you want to see it? I said, sure, I'd love to see it. This house had five, six bedrooms, <laughs> three bathrooms, a huge kitchen, the, a formal dining room. I was, this house was huge. And I was going to live by myself in this house. <laughs> I took it. Of course. <laughs> I took it. But um, so that was my first job. But my real first job actually came from, um, I came, I joined BTN. I was, you know, doing, I got my first job through Adele, who's now Adele. She was Adele Austin, but now she's Adele Austin Anderson. Mm-hmm. And she kind of hooked me up with this lady named Dr. Tommy Stewart. Well, Tommy said, I, I didn't know who, and you know, at that time we didn't have internet, intranet, so I could like look her up and, you know, you know uh, so I, so I had a phone conversation. At first I thought it was a man, which people did it all the time, so I wasn't the only one who did it, because her name was Tommy. And, I thought and where was she? She was at Alabama State University. She was sent to, she was brought to Alabama State. She was from Mississippi, but she was brought to Alabama State to revitalize this program that had been dormant for about 10 years. They had built um, this wonderful theater, and then it just left. Nobody did anything in that space mm-hmm. for like 10 years. This was 1990. She hired me in 1991. Well, we, the interview happened. I went to, the, to look at this, and I fell in love with this. I mean, it was huge. It was beautiful costume shop, beautiful scene shop. Beautiful stage, wonderful office, windows from the floor. That's what, it was. It was fabulous. It was fabulous. And I'm thinking, 
nobody's done anything. It was empty. There was nothing there, only the seats and the curtains. <laughs> I will tell you. So, and I was going to be the technical person. She was the performance person. Mm-hmm. So for the first five years, it was just she and I because we were building this program up. Dr. Stewart had me on the, on the we call it on the yard, on the yard with these sandwich boards. <laughs> <laughs> we would go every, you know, at lunchtime every day with these sandwich boards, join the theater, da 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 which is where we are, come see us, you know, da, da. and both of our names were on there. We started with four majors. By the end of that year, we had 50. Mm. Today, they have well over 150 majors. And they've added a dance program, which is a BFA dance program. But I learned a lot from Dr. Stewart. She taught me a lot. I learned so much from her. I was At that time, I, I think I was, I started teaching when I was 24, and that's probably, I was 28, mm. like 28 mm-hmm. years old. Um, but that was, it was a great job. But of course, we did, we did four shows, so mm-hmm. it was crazy. Um, so that was my, so I really claimed that to be my really, my first job. You're listening to the Black Theatre History Podcast. This live interview with costume designer Greg Horton was made possible by the Black Theatre Network. For more information on BTN, log on to www.blacktheaternetwork.org. And now we return to our conversation with Greg Horton. Because of this achievement, because of this award, you have just kind of revisited your career personally. What projects stood out as, as favorites as or favorite as, as great accomplishments? Okay, well, my signature show is Dream Girls. That's a show that I, I really, I, like, I know that show from beginning to end. If I shut my eyes, I could build it in my, in my mm-hmm. just, and I also like The Wiz. Mm. And the first time I did The Wiz was with Luther Wells. Who is here in the audience, yes, for those yeah, who don't know why I we're also all like smiling the and laughing. Was, <laughs> the Wiz was, yeah, that was the when, the first time I'd done a show at um, FAMU, FAMU. Oh. And I came full circle with that this year because I just, I did it at Syracuse stage. They told me, they said, um, well, actually, the, the artistic director and the managing director told me, he said, they said, you must be really a different kind of designer. He said, because I've never seen the designer eat with the, the shop people. I mm. thought, that's strange. What? Eat with the shop? That's normal for me. <laughs> I, I, I like to go in and we have fun and talk, you know. The work is serious, but when we're down, we're down. And, mm. you know, you and. But they told me, they said they'd had so many problems with the designers um, for the last three years because they would come in and, and you, the, this shop was, uh, they actually did the, the, the student shows as well as the professional shows. And so they had a very tight schedule. Mm-hmm. And they would tell you from your joint, they said, well, we can build uh, eight of those, eight things out of the things. So you need to decide what eight you want built. And then the rest of it, we're going to have to you know, find it you know, chop it, it, finagle it, you know, change it up. You find two two dresses and we take the arms and sleeves for that. And I, you know, I thought that was, that was great. I was like, okay, yeah. And when I came, I was ready. Um, I was ready. I was like, I knew what I wanted. I knew the colors. I I chose them. I got the swatches and everything. And they were just like, are you real? And I said, (laughs) well, and I think what helped me is because I know how to do both. I'm, I'm a designer Mm -hmm. that started out Learning first how to construct, mm-hmm. and then I got into the design, which makes it different because 
I know that you don't just draw pretty pictures and can't build it. Yeah. And that's a different, I mean, you, people do that so much. And so I would get hired a lot just because I could do both. Mm-hmm. And I didn't mind doing both. But some people would be like, no, I'm just, I just draw. I don't, I don't, I don't touch a machine. And, oh, I, I even sat down to, at a machine. They said, designer at a machine. <laughs> <laughs> because designers will, I, I guess undoubtedly, they think that people are going to ruin the machine. And they do. They'll tear the machines up, you know, because mm-hmm. they don't know what they're doing. They really don't know. So that was a really good experience. Um, but I guess to, to ask what would be my favorite show. Or favorite experience. Or favorite experience. You know, I'd have to say um, when I worked with um, a doctor at Kung Tu. Okay. Because Dr. Liddy, she she wanted me to, to have a great experience there. Mm-hmm. And she did everything she knew to make it uh, very easy for me to be able to get around and get what I needed. Um, but you know where else I like to work? And it's really funny. I took a hiatus for a while, but I like the ensemble. Yeah. Because Eileen comes at you just like this. She said, okay, this is how much I got. You can't go over it. And, uh, you know, don't don't ask for no more because there is no more. And, uh, and I was like, and the first time I worked for her, I did Tap Dance Kid. She had me, I mean, it was tons of people. There was a lot of kids in that show. I like children because I love my nephews, but I don't like children. I don't do. That's what I figured out. I don't do well with children. That's fair. Like little kids, I I I don't do well with them because they have parents. And the parents of and all of all you know the camps that I've run and you know, but you're I I don't have to work with them. You know, you hire people to work with them. I just oversee the entire process. I've enjoyed working for you because you were at the little... Oh, I have to tell you the story about working with KB. She said... So she said, okay, now we're doing the show. I forget what the show is, but she said the budget... Simply Heavenly. Simply Heavenly. Because like uh, uh, um, Leroy Boyd was in the show, and she said, you have $500. And I stopped. She said, Greg, are you still there? I said, uh-huh. <laughs> I said $500. What am I going to do with $500? And I told him. Buy shoes? <laughs> it's like, we have two but excellent Goodwills. I was what? Wait, two wait, of let me, the let me best tell, wig shops. Let me tell them. I'm telling So I went to the city, and she said, okay, Greg, I'm, I'm going to take you on a, a tour, and I'm going to show you where, you know, because she knew that I liked, I love, anytime I go anywhere, Luther can tell you what's the first thing you need to shop. I'm looking for the, the secondhand shops. I'm looking for because I'm always buying hats and things like that, or things that you just can't get anywhere. So I went to the city, Petersburg. As I'm coming into the city, I see this place called Crazy. What is it, Crazy? Anyway, oh. the cards are pink and zany. That already got me. And it, you know, But it was a wig shop. But it's not just one wig shop. It's like four of them in a row. And I'm thinking... This city got four wig shops on the same street at four of There's something, something special about it. So I passed it. I kept on going. And I then I saw this wonderful, this lady who was a lady. She was a sponsor. Miss Gwen. Gwen. She had this at beautiful shop. Rose. I looked at it. I was like, that's enough. That's oh my God. I looked at the stuff in the window. I was I wanted to stop, but I had a meeting with her. And I saw I, I got to the theater and she said, Well, now I'm gonna take it up. Five hundred dollars was a great amount. Because I found everything I needed in that city. I mean, it was all right there. It was just 
a perfect, perfect, perfect week. Yeah, it was. To it was be fair, great. Greg turned in his receipts yeah. with the four cents that he went over budget. Right, and handed I, them back to me. What's that? <laughs> um, and that's the other thing. If you said my budget is whatever it is, I'm gonna use. He the will whole spend thing. it. I'm gonna use the whole thing. I'm gonna find something because I think that's what I'm supposed to do. I really do. If you give money back, and Ali likes when you give money back, I said, Ali, I'm not giving you no money back. <laughs> I'm gonna get everything I can get in this show, so it shows that I've done what I'm supposed to do. I am trying to be mindful of our time. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. my last question for you is, mm-hmm. uh, what's what's left on the bucket list? Oh God, the bucket list. Um, I, you know, I want to do some film. I also want to look at um, retiring um, early. Um, the uh, the one thing that I'm gonna miss this year that we've been doing for. Years, I'm, I'm talking about members of BTN. We do what's called the Ungala. Mm-hmm. The Ungala. Because it was the people who couldn't afford to go to the gala. Because the gala started out at like 60 bucks, went to 100 bucks, went to 150, mm. 175, and then now it's $265. Yeah. And that's a lot of money for a piece of chicken and a show. <laughs> and so I just knew I was going to never get to go because I would rather spend my $200. You know, on BTN, going to the shows that mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I'm just not gonna spend the two hundred dollars to go to the gala to see the. And then, and that's a wonderful thing. I mean, it's, it's great. But I just knew that was not in my budget. So, so I'm gonna be sad because now people are gonna be watching me this year but as I come you'll down. You'll get to the, be the person who comes up to the window to say but hi. That is pressure. That is pressure. <laughs> I, when I tell you it's pressure, because my my hometown newspaper, the Greensboro News and Record, they it's an article. I think it comes out the day or Sunday. They were asking me how was what was I going to wear, and I said. You can't imagine that the last three months for me has been like, because I'm the costume designer. You gotta, I have to wear something that award show. (laughs) Exactly, and so I went and looked back at you know the other colleagues that got you know Reggie Ray. God bless you, Reggie Ray. Uh, Reggie Ray and um, the other people that won it before. Who else was it? Help me. Uh, yeah, I never Paul Taswell. Paul Taswell. Mm-hmm. How am I gonna top Paul Taswell? <laughs> oh my God, Paul Taswell. This, he's major. He's like this wonderful. Um, what are you gonna wear? I don't, I'd rather that you see it. <laughs> I don't want to say it. Like, so we, say. we will. But it's it. Okay, it's in taste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think. But I'm gonna tell you, you will see me. <laughs> All right. You will see me. We, we will take a, a photo and make sure that we have a picture of you in your costume. But I'm really scared to come down the street, though. I'm scared because I'm scared what y'all going to say. Because we've been, so what I was going to say was, I, we, we commentate what the people have on. <laughs> you know, and Andre and I usually are the commentators, and we have these long tables, and we sit in this restaurant right across from the Stevens. At the window. At the window. <laughs> So we're able to wave and speak and talk. And they, and I, they know we're saying something. They just don't know what we're saying. Um, and sometimes people come in and say hi mm-hmm. and clean their taxes and, and hang so, out. And then, and then they go out. back in their little... And they get back in the line and go in. But <laughs> Well, we are out of time. Okay. Thank you so much thank for you. talking with us. BCN, thank you. <laughs> and can I be honest? Yes. I'm going to be honest, right? And Joe and, and B are the only people who know this. Okay, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest. Okay, so I missed that part. Like, I read the entire program, <laughs> and I didn't even see the, the top, the, the cast. I was, 
that this was a live recording yeah. with you. And so Joe said, Joe said, we're having a conversation. Joe says, um, so we're going, where's the the, the podcast thing? I said, oh, oh, okay, let me go see. That's saying, not true. I, I did, asked you. I know you did. I know you did. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't, like, look at, yeah, okay. So they know, they know my secret. But not everybody does, so. Thank you all for being here. No, you did, you did ask me. I, and I remember now. I remember when you asked me. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. This, and thank this, you. Congratulations. Thank you. This is the Black Theater History Podcast. I'm KB Sane. For more of the stories, the people, and the history, log on to blacktheaterpodcast.com. That's theater with an R-E. Our music is by Kaya Caterhurst from the album Nine Pin, which can be found on iTunes. And while you're there, subscribe to the Black Theater History Podcast. We've got a lot more to learn. Thanks for listening. <laughs>